0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of 68 Shining Moments. Today, we have Vermont legends TJ Sorrentine and Tom Brennan talking about that shot presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, welcome back to another edition of 68 Shining Moments. Now, My name is Rob Doster. I am joined today uh, by the two most memorable characters from Vermont's upset of Syracuse in 2005, TJ Sorrentine and Coach Tom Brennan. What is going on, gentlemen? How are we
1: doing?
2: Wonderful for me to be here, especially with my boy. This is
0: a this is a great afternoon, man. Just making my day.
1: Yeah, appreciate you having us, Rob. It's uh, it'll be fun. Looking forward to it.
0: So I asked this up front to all of our guests on this series. Um, you guys are now a part of March Madness lore. You know, hit that from the parking lot is something that's always going to be synonymous with the NCAA tournament and with March and with this time of year. So uh, I'm just kind of curious, like, what is it like knowing that that's something that that you did that every time you turn on an NCAA tournament game or you watch something in March, you're going to see that highlight eventually. Like how, how is that, TJ, why don't you start?
1: Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's funny. It's funny, Rob, because I knew we were doing this today. And this morning I woke up, I had an email from a, a Brown alum and he said, I, I just wanted to let you know uh, on the Northwestern Illinois game last night, AU hit a shot from the parking lot and they, <laughs> and they shouted you out. Um, and it's just something that never goes away. And, uh, Trust me, it it brings me back to great memories and uh, very, very fortunate, um, you know, to have played for a guy that let me shoot shoot shots like
2: that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if I may add, Rob, you know what we have, what I haven't done in a long, long time, and I really am happy to have this opportunity to do it. And that is to say how great that kid was how great a player he was for us for four years, uh, 2,000 points, led us and everything. And, uh, you know, and he got, uh, you know, got a little bit lost in his shuffle when the big blondie came in. And, and so then it was still the two of them, but, you know, Wrath being a hometown boy and all that. And then, but with TJ making that shot, uh, that kind of put him on an island about, you know, well, look at the shot he made. But he made those shots all the time. Now, he didn't make them from that quite that far. But, uh, you know, he made 11 threes in a game, 11. I mean, took your breath away when you were on a bench. I mean, just amazing. So so he it wasn't like he was just some kid who was firing it. He was a great player, had a great career. And, uh, and it, was it a little deep for me? Yes. But <laughs> – <laughs> But that being said, all's well that ends well. And, uh, and, and I always kid. And the only reason I kid about it is because he was so mentally tough and he was so physically tough because he wasn't having a great game. I mean, he just wasn't having a, a great shooting game, you know? And that happens to shooters once in a while. But he did all the other things. And, and when it came time, there was never a doubt in my mind that, that he would take it. And, and more importantly, there was never a doubt in his mind the big thing though uh so yeah i was i shocked a little bit but yeah he he had earned the right he certainly had earned the right i mean he knew what he was feeling not me and uh and it was beautiful and it was and it it is so neat you know just like a neat way for him and then we, we forget the next night he went out and had 30 against michigan state it was unbelievable we played lights out he was amazing and so Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, he hit it from the parking lot, and that's going to be around forever. But let's understand, man, that cat was a great player from the
0: jump. Well, TJ TB just mentioned that you know you didn't shoot all that well, so I gotta ask you a question do you feel bad about sealing uh Jermaine Mopagila's Thunder? I mean, he was nine (laughs) for 10 from the floor, he had 20 and nine, five assists, four, he played the game of his life. And no one remembers it on a night that you were five for twenty from the field. Do, do, yeah, yeah. That, does that bring you guilt? Do you feel bad about that at all?
1: <laughs> yeah, not 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 one bit. Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh you know, I thank Jermaine. Uh, you know, every time I talk to him, you know, uh, you know, I let I, I let him know you you really were the man in that game. You you were the man, you know, and I think that's enough for him, you know, knowing him that's that's who he is. And um, you know, it's uh very fortunate. I mean, it was a low scoring game. I mean, no one could could, could score. And, um, you know, we were fortunate, you know, to score that few points and be in the game against a caliber team like Syracuse.
0: All right. So I just want to rewind a little bit before we talk about that specific game, we've kind of become accustomed to Vermont, like being a powerhouse in the America East and being one of the best mid major programs in the country. But at that point, you you hadn't really quite broken through to that level. You made a couple of NCAA tournaments, but uh, I think it was in 2003, you played Arizona that had, uh, like Will Bynum and Iguodala and Channing Fry and all those guys. Uh, the next year in the first round, you played UConn that went out to win the national title. So you had just kind of been like a team that had been in the tournament. Maybe people recognized you. Um, you draw Syracuse right in 2005. You're a 13 seed. You have like Coach mentioned uh, Taylor Copper and T.J. Sword, you, two, two two thousand point scorers on the roster. Like, are you thinking, okay, that's a good draw. We can win this game. Like, what's what's the thought process when you see that bracket come out? T.B. Why don't you start?
2: Well, Rob, the first thing was I was not crazy about the idea that we were playing Syracuse because, you know, they were literally right across the street and they we weren't going to sneak up on them. I was, you know, I wish we'd played somebody from out West or, you know, the Midwest, Big 12, but, you know, that, that was not going to happen. And uh, so once once it came out that it was them, uh, then, you know, we just tried to make the best of it. And I think one a, an interesting little backstory is uh, Jerry Tarkanian called me up and he went, Tommy! Tommy! Shark! Shark! I said, oh, yeah? I thought it was somebody playing with me, you know? so Really? He said, come on, I'm going to tell you. I can beat that zone. I know how to beat that zone. I know how to beat it. And he went on, like, 15 minutes, uh, you know, get the guy on a high post, short corner, you know, what, what you got to do to beat it. But he was so confident uh that we were going to be able to score and he said he had watched this I don't know whether he did or not but I was I was so pumped from that conversation in and of itself I thought damn how about this old Tark thinks we got a shot here so I uh that was a great backstory to it and it, and it certainly helped boost my confidence
0: TJ what did you think when you saw the bracket come out I mean that's Jerry McNamara TJ Sorrentine you guys are kind of you know kind of the same player
1: yeah well I, I love the matchup just because I knew I was going to be able to fire some threes up <laughs> um, you know, to, so I was probably, I was the most excited out of everybody I think a lot of people thought it was a bad draw because they just had won the Big East championship and um, obviously they had some great players and but for me I was like oh man this is great this is like right up my alley I'm gonna I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna make 10 threes you know um, not knowing I'd start the game over six from three
0: but. <laughs> <laughs> so what people don't really remember about that game is is your shot actually came in overtime And it didn't really click for me until I went back and I watched it again today. And I always seem to forget that fact. Um, At the end of regulation, uh, Jermaine, uh, he drove baseline, right? Stepped out of bounds and made a layup. Like, so take me through kind of what happened in that moment. Did you see him step on the line? Were were you angry about the call? Did you think TB was going to get teed up TJ?
1: Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think, I think everybody was, was, was angry about that call. Uh, But you know, you look on the replay, he clearly stepped out, but no, I'm being on the floor. I'm like, it's it it's over you know like we got bucket um and then you hear the whistle so um yeah just shock you know just kind of like jubilation to man are you serious and I think going into overtime that huddle like I give coach a ton of credit like most people and most teams who are the underdog go into that huddle and you're like man we missed our shot you know normally you don't win that game and you know coach he wouldn't allow us to feel that way and you know you know like like he always did, we got this, we got this voice. We we got him right where we want him, right where we want him. (laughs) Uh,
2: Thank God no truth serum. (laughs) Because I was shattered. (laughs) And I just thought, damn, we have worked so hard. This group deserves this, man. How could this happen? Hey, we're we're right where we want to be. What would we rather do than play these guys five more minutes? Nothing in the world. So let's and, and and we did it. And to their credit, God love them. They did not get shook not for a minute. And we played we played well in the overtime. We really played well. And uh, uh and as as T.J. said, that was the time when you know okay we could have just packed it up. Said we played great. We did we did everything this program has could not have done any more. We almost got Syracuse. But they didn't do that. They stayed the course and and were – and that was the thing too, Rob. We were good. I mean, that's what – I don't know if people understand that enough. We were a really good team. So, I I mean, obviously I was a little shook when we got to overtime, truth be told, but uh, I didn't – I didn't doubt for a minute that we could do it. I, I'd rather not have had to, but once we were there, we had a play and we had players. So God love them, and we had tough guys too—guys that were really committed and hard-nosed. So that part of it didn't scare me. I, I just w- wish that I was having a should have been having a cocktail by then, not drawing up a play for him to take a thirty-footer.
0: <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. So let's, let's let's talk about that because you you didn't draw up a play from what, if I recall correctly, you you called something. And TJ right. looks to the bench and just says, "Nah." Yeah, and you it. know what it was, and and it was funny because our assistant
2: put it in our, our our assistants put the play in. It was called red. I didn't even know what the hell it was, right? I, I mean, I kind of knew what it was, but but uh, you know, I mean, I, that, by that time, I I that wasn't my area, you know. And so so anyway, I said I hollered out to him because my assistant said to me, "Uh, run red." run red okay fine so i i, I hollered out to him yo run red run red and he turned rob honest to god you can see it in the film Turned, and kind of put his put his hand out and he said i got it i got it and i thought well that's an interesting answer <laughs> and then he turned around and fired it was like are you, what and copper Rath was so great because copper Rath said i was under the basket when he shot it and i thought What the hell is he doing? And then I was following the flight of the ball, and I knew it was going in. (laughs) And then, damn, if it didn't go in. (laughs) And And that changed the
0: world as far as Vermont sees it. We'll get back to that interview in a minute. But first, let me tell you about our partners over at DraftKings Sportsbook. With March Madness beating down our door, DraftKings is the best way for you to get a little action in on the game. If you have not downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet, well... What are you waiting for? It's the safest, it's the most secure, it's the most reliable, and it allows you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. And this week, they are offering Field of 68 listeners a pretty sweet deal. If you sign up now with the promo code FIELD68, you can turn $1 into $100 if one of the main event fighters in UFC 159 this weekend lands a single punch. That's it. One punch to turn $1 into $100. And don't worry, if MMA is not really your thing, DraftKings Sportsbook offers odds and promos on basketball, on hockey, on really whatever sport you're watching. They got it. They got odds. They got specials. They got whatever you want. But since they're basically giving away $100, you might as well sign up now, watch a little UFC, and remember to use the promo code FIELD68. That's FIELD68. You must be 21 years or older. Offer available for a limited time, only eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. TJ, just take me through what's going through your head in that moment, if you can remember back to then. And, and also, I'm kind of curious, you you are a coach now. So if, you, if you're in that situation, you're up by one, a minute left, in overtime, NCAA tournament, upset on the line, your point guard looks at you, waves you off, and shoots a 30-footer. Like, what, what are you doing in that moment as a coach now?
1: Yeah. In that moment, I'm doing the same thing coached, And And uh, if you you can see it on the film, you know, he's standing up and then he goes and sits down and he says it, he says it best. I, I knew what he was going to do. I, I was just rooting for it to go in at that point. So that, that, that's what I would do. I would do the same exact thing. I, you know, he put so much confidence in me and, um, you know, uh, you know, I put the work in. It's, it's, it's one of those moments, you know, storybook as far as you know, I'm in my yard when I'm 10 and 12 years old, shoot three, two, one, you know, shooting those, you know, uh, just imagining and waiting uh, that someday you could be in that moment. And um fortunately, I was in that moment. Um I really didn't know how far out I was um, with the ball. But I was going knew- to say, Rob,
2: he created the moment, you might say. <laughs>
1: My biggest thing was I didn't want the top two zone defenders to get close enough where I had to pass it. So I kind of just was dribbling out there. And as they started to come towards me, I said, it's now or never. And uh, <laughs> the rest is history. So
0: so do you take credit for, I mean, we see Damian Lillard shooting 37 footers for, for game winners and, you know, Steph Curry hitting these bombs. Do you think that they owe you credit for being the guy that, that, that started this trend? You know, do, do you need to do you need to put your name out there? Yeah. Look, I did it first. This TJ Sorrentine.
1: Yeah. You know what? I don't I don't know. Definitely not. I'm not in that category. <laughs> but I will. You know, anytime anybody says he shot it from the parking lot, like I, I always I always feel something special because of Gus Johnson. So Gus Johnson should should take credit for the parking lot analogies. Um, and whenever I hear it, it, you know, tingles in my stomach. So that that's a good thing. That's enough for me.
0: When was the first time that you guys actually heard that call? Because that that's become synonymous with the shot, right? It's the call, it's the shot, it's the moment, it's everything. But when was the first time you heard it? Did, did you go back and like watch it on the film in those days when you're watching film do you get the sound is it the broadcast? Like when when did you finally I hear I can you know you know what Rob I can not uh, TJ will know better. I cannot remember exactly the first time I saw
2: it. Uh but I do I do feel. I honest to God feel. Now not Vin Scully, not Red Barber, not Chick Hearn necessarily yet, but this guy is going to go down as one of the all-time great announcers. Now, some people say he's a little loud. Some people say, well, you know, whatever. But he has risen to the point where he is going to go down as one of the all-time great basketball announcers ever, and that will go into his all-time famous calls. There's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, for me, Rob, it was like one of those at- – I never even wanted to watch it, you know, for, you know, for the first couple of years, I, I never re- really watched it, you know, when it would come on and my parents would play it or, you know, one shooting <clears> moment. Um, I, I I just, I had no interest, you know, I just, uh, and it took me a couple of years later and then I finally pulled it up on YouTube and watched that two minute and 30 second clip. And yeah, man, really cool. It was cool stuff. Like I can't <laughs> lie. It was, uh, it was, it was really cool. So. so
0: I'm always curious about this too. Um, after you pull off that upset, you guys are celebrating, right? This huge win, historic win for uh, the, University of Mont- uh, the University of Vermont, historic win for the program, something that's always going to be memorable. And you got to turn around in 48 hours and play Michigan State. So, how long are you are you celebrating that? Is it like, okay, we're going to celebrate in the locker room, but as soon as we leave, it's on to the next? Like, how does how does that work, TB? How did that work for you?
2: Well, for me, celebration was a a, a big part of it. Big, big, big part of it. Matter of fact, my wife and I would go up to the room. uh, And then every time, uh, back then they used to do sports center every hour. 11, 12, 1. Every time it came on, we went back down to the bar, <laughs> watched it, and then went back up to the room. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, it, it was just it was just unbelievable. And uh, sadly, you know, and, and my boy has always given me hell about this. Uh, you were satisfied, <laughs> and I I gotta say, damn straight, I was satisfied because I knew that either we beat Michigan State and we go play Duke in Austin, or we lose to Michigan State and we go home and have a parade in Burlington, you know, I mean, that's win-win to me, you know, especially my career was over. Uh, obviously, I, I wanted to go as far as we could go. And uh, and then the next night, we played a team that went to the Final Four, It was great, and TJ by himself kept us in the game. We almost beat him. He had 30 or 28 or something like that, and he was great. He was so great, and uh, but we just didn't have enough, and we ran out of gas. And I have to say, when it was over, I didn't break down and cry. I just thought you had a tremendous run. You got a great win the other night. You lost in a great game today. You know, uh, be thankful and grateful for what you have. And, uh, yeah, we would have loved to won one more, and he almost did it. But, uh, really, when you look back on it, we, we got enough. We did. We had enough.
1: Yeah, that night, I mean, after the game was just, you know, obviously hectic and crazy. And when we finally got back to the room, You know, back then it was uh, like cell phones had just come come about. Like I had just got my first cell phone uh, my senior year. So like I go back, you know, it's like I didn't even bring my cell phone to the game, you know, so I I leave it in the room. So we finally get back and me and Taylor are, are rooming together and, you know, I look at my phone, I'm like, what? Like unreal messages and, you know, back then text wasn't as big. So it was a lot of like voicemails like 35 voicemails. So I'm going through the voicemails. I kid you not, Rob, there was 15 to 16 from Syracuse fans, you know, MF and me. I don't know how <laughs> They got my number. So I'm like playing them on speaker to Taylor, like, hey, Tay, like listen to these fans, like no clue how they got my number. So to me, that's always something I'll remember. Uh, just like random <laughs> Syracuse wow. fans. Nuts. Or
2: how about, how about T, on Saturday afternoon, we've just finished practice and we had this big cop that was with us. It was a good guy. And uh, I, I said, this team des- deserves the best steak in Worcester. You need to find me the best steak in Worcester. <laughs> and the guy said, coach, just let me take care of it. Let me handle it. He put us on a bus. We get out on a highway. We're going like 90 miles an hour. We go all the way to Boston to like Abe and Louis or like the famous, famous steakhouse. Uh, and uh, sure enough, they're waiting right there for us. They got a Vermont menu. It, it was amazing. And we drove, we drove 90 miles an hour, got rid of everybody. Like we were right on char- in charge and went to downtown Boston and ate uh, the, as good a steak as you could get. And I thought, there you go. That's a, that's a nice way to
0: spend your Saturday. <laughs> Living the good life. huh? All right. So uh, I'll leave you guys with this, TJ. I, 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 th- I want people to understand what this shot meant to, to, to the people of the state of Vermont and the fans of that program. And I think the best way to do it is to, is to kind of let you tell the story of what happened after your wedding at, at a little local bar called uh, TK's, which I think is technically in Williston. I don't think it's in Burlington, but.
1: Winooski. Winooski. Winooski.
0: The onion city. Yeah. <laughs> can you, can you just take me through what happened that night um, uh, at your wedding at that bar? I, I, I'm guessing it was after a few uh, beverages had been consumed.
1: Yeah, good, good story, Rob. So it was, uh, it was actually the night before my wedding, we had the rehearsal dinner. And then the plan was to go down to CK's, which was a bar in Winooski, which a friend of mine owned. And um, I actually bartended at, um, it actually wasn't CK's at the time, but my senior year after we had finished, you know, went down there and served a few cocktails to make some extra (laughs) money. And um, so I had a great relationship with a lot of people throughout the town. and uh, But so getting back to the wedding night before the wedding we went to that ck's afterwards and that was the plan the place was packed and uh you know a bunch of friends i had, haven't seen in a while and um you know the dj he uh he, he puts gus johnson's call on and um the place goes wild like it was nuts like it was you know pe- you know people jump in and we all circled up my parents were there and um it, it was uh you know just one of those to speak to your point like brings you back to how much it meant to so many people um because it was you know s- you know eight years later or whatever it was and um it still impacted um the community and the people and it's just a special place to be you know and um just the success that they've they continue to have um is you know i think keeps it going you know um so a lot of credit to those guys and those coaches and players and uh, but yeah man it's a you never know what you're going to get when you get go back there and uh, the boys get back together. So it's always,
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been to see C- C- a couple
1: of times. That's, we have uh, to
2: say real quickly, we have to say uh, we, we need to be honest. It wasn't a special place at all uh, before he got there. It wasn't, it wasn't a special place when I got there. Okay. I'll tell you that because I was there 15 years before he got there. Uh, but it, it was a very special place because we built up a lot of emotional equity. Uh, and when that team got good, uh that that community absolutely fell in love with them and headed by of course him and and Copenrath. but but it's not like oh yeah we've been good a long time and you know now this is just kind of what tends to follow we hadn't been good in 100 years we had wonderful kids we played our butts off we 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 got better we got close but when he came when he came uh and taylor and Hane and and uh mopajila that's when that's when it became a very special place. And as TJ has said, it's been an extremely special place ever since.
0: Yeah, well, when you first said it wasn't a special place, I thought you were talking about CKs, and I was like, yeah, I've been there. That's, that, <laughs> Yo, that was, no, that was never a special place either, except for that <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, guys, I appreciate the time. This has been so much fun. Um, and I will uh, I look forward to chatting with you in, in the future. And I'll make sure that when this does go live, when we publish, I will make sure you guys get it. So thank you so much for the time.
1: Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it, brother.
0: All right, my boy. Our pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.